0: Several cultures around the globe believe that we are all born with a purpose and during our time on this plane, we must all fulfill that purpose. If you are unsure now regarding what your purpose in life is, don't sweat yourself over it. Life has its way of guiding you to where you need to be and when the time comes, you will know exactly what to do. But in order to fulfill any purpose, we must first be born and with birth comes our all to beloved birthday. Now what would you consider a memorable birthday? don't we all love it when our loved ones surprise us with unexpected visits and gifts on this special day? But what happens when a stranger decides to surprise you on your birthday? My name is Dipayan and this is the Lazy Goat Telltale and I am here to take you on a storytelling journey. If you like what you hear, please rate the channel and don't forget to follow so that you do not miss the next episode. So, without further ado, let us begin our tale for today. Life outside NSHM College campus in the heart of Kolkata city is going as usual like any other evening. Shops are open, though the streets are mostly empty, apart from a few straggler students hanging out with their friends in these very shops. An auto rickshaw reaches the college gate and comes to a halt. A man steps out of the auto and pays the driver, and the auto drives away. The man looks at his watch. It's 3.29pm. A few more minutes pass by when a group of students begin to walk out of the gate. The man raises his hand and calls out to one of the girls from the group. Hello, Nana madam. Nana looks around confused and spots this unknown man. The man signals to Nana to come to him for a quick minute. Seemed like he had something to tell her. Nana mumbles something to her friends, checks left and right and crosses the street to reach the man. Yes, asks Nana. The man introduces himself as Iqbal and says that he works at her father's office. He then takes off the backpack he was wearing and opens it. Inside is a cute little teddy bear which he hands over to Nana. Today is your birthday, right? So the boss has sent it over for you. Nana takes the teddy from Iqbal and hugs it tight. Oh, this is so cute. Thank you, Iqbal. Iqbal smiles and takes the teddy back from Nana and starts to pack it in the bag again. When will Papa be home? Nana checks. Iqbal responds, saying that he is busy with a meeting and might get a little late. Nana is visibly upset by the news, but there isn't much anyone can do about this. Don't be sad, madam. He will reach home before you know it. And also, you have this wonderful gift to keep you company until then. Iqbal reassures her, handing the bag with the teddy back to her. Now, how am I supposed to go around carrying two bags? Nana already had her college bag with her. Madam, you can take the gift bag and give me your college bag. I will give this to the boss and he can bring it with him when he goes home, Iqbal suggests. Nana likes the plan. She hands over her college bag to Iqbal. Iqbal also asks Nana to take out any cash she might have in her college bag in case uh, she needs it as uh, she would now be going with her friends to celebrate her birthday and Nana complies. She then thanks Iqbal for everything and jogs to the other side of the road back to her friends. Just as Nana is about to join back with the group, her phone rings. It's an unknown caller. She picks up the phone, and on the other side is a voice she definitely cannot recognize. Happy birthday, Nana, says the voice. Thank you, but who is this? inquires Nana. You don't know me, but I am about to turn this birthday of yours into the most memorable one you have ever had. Replies the man. I appreciate that, but who are you? Replies Nana. A man has just handed you a teddy, right? asks the voice. Yes, confirms Nana, uh, but how do you know about that? Nana looks around, but Iqbal is nowhere in sight anymore. What the man said next was really about to turn Nana's birthday into the most memorable one she had ever had. There is a timed bomb inside the teddy. Initially, Nana scoffs and does not believe the voice but soon, as instructed by this man, she brings the teddy out of the bag and on closer inspection could hear the ticking sound of the clock from within the teddy. The man then goes on to tell Nana that she should cancel whatever plan she had with her friends and ditch them by making any excuse. She should not talk about this with her friends or try to contact her parents or the cops. He would call her back in a while and tell her what to do with the bomb. If Nana dared to disobey him, her father would be very hurt. The man disconnects the call. Nana puts the phone down and is in tears. She puts the teddy back in her bag and looks around. She's all alone now. In a different part of the city, in the middle of a slum locality resides Ilyaz. Ilyaz is not having a good day. He comes out of his rundown house banging the door and shouting absurdities at his wife who is screaming her lungs out back at him from inside the house. The couple is in a heated quarrel and the topic is Ilyas not earning any money. The two keep insulting one another with petoys and slangs for a while before Ilyas leaves the area while his wife warns him not to come back home without earning some money. Back to Nana, she is now walking alone through a narrow road. There is not a soul in sight and she is in tears and cannot understand what to do. Suddenly, a hand holding a handkerchief grabs her mouth from behind and she becomes unconscious. The man picks up Nana on his shoulder, looks around to see if anyone has spotted them and then walks away. About half an hour later, Nana starts to regain consciousness. She slowly opens her eyes but her vision is still blurry. Hello madam, I am Ilyas. It takes a while for Nana's eyes to adjust until she is able to see clearly. A shabby looking young man, probably in his early 30s wearing clothes which have definitely seen better days, is sitting on the floor in front of her and staring at her. She finds herself sitting on a chair with her hands and feet tied to it. Her mouth is also tied with a cloth. She turns her head to see the condition of the room she is in. It's broken and in tatters. There is really no furniture or anything else in the room except a small wooden bench kept on one corner and her bag resting on it. Nana starts struggling vigorously to set herself free and trying to speak at the same time. Ilyas casually takes out a bidi from his pocket, lights it with a match and begins to smoke. Look madam, I have nothing against you. I don't care who you are, what you are, why you are. All I care about is money. I need money and your parents are going to give that to me. While Ilyas is informing Nana of his motive, Nana continues the struggle to try and free herself. She's trying to say something, but the cloth has her mouth sealed shut. Please stop moving. You're going to end up hurting yourself. Nana finally calms down. Now listen to me, madam. I'm not a criminal. I'm just a little helpless and desperate. So I'm not going to harm you in any way. You just need to cooperate with me. I will remove the cloth from your mouth and you will not shout you will give me your father's number. I will call him and ask for some money. He will give me the money and we will each go to our houses happy. Sounds good? Nana is still struggling and trying to say something but now Ilyas has run out of patience. He grabs Nana by her hands and gives her a jerk and then removes the cloth from her mouth. What the hell is your problem? Why can't you just sit still and shut up? Nana takes a few breaths while Elias walks away from her and stands in a corner of the room. You really messed up, man. You chose the worst person to kidnap today. Nana finally speaks. Why? Are you some minister's child? mocks Elias. No. But I'm carrying a bomb, replies Nana. Quite obviously, Elias does not believe Nana and he questions her if she thinks he's stupid. After going to and fro for a while, Nana finally convinces Elias to check her bag. At first, he just sees the teddy and laughs, but then on Nana's insistence, he brings it close to his ear, and what he hears makes him drop the teddy from his hand and fall to the ground in fear. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Elias realizes the mess he has gotten himself into. He starts blabbering hysterically. Are you fucking crazy? What the fuck is this? Nana calmly responds. Chose the wrong girl to kidnap today, didn't you? We now take our story to Esplanade Market, one of the busiest places in Kolkata, where Iqbal is standing with a phone to his ear and looking around. Sir, the location is fixed, but uh, there is a small hiccup. What is it? Replies the unknown man from the other end of the line. The girl is missing, informs Iqbal. Well, I guess that makes you utterly useless to me. Saying this, the unknown man disconnects the call. Sir! Sorry sir! Hello! Hello! While the tensed Iqbal is trying to get an answer from the disconnected call, a man walks up to him from behind, shoves a needle on his neck and calmly walks away. Iqbal begins to choke. Holding his throat, he begins frothing from the mouth and within a few seconds, drops to the ground, dead. Back at the desolate room, Ilyas is sitting on the ground with his hands on his head. Nana is still tied up to the chair, but she is calm now. I was in such a romantic mood, but my stupid wife had to ruin it all. Ilyas begins to talk. Earlier that day at Ilyas's house, Sakina, his wife, is sitting on a mat on the floor and applying Boroline on her hands and feet. Ilyas is sitting behind her, biting a toothpick and leaning against the wall while staring at her back. He slowly begins to caress her back with his fingers. "You look sexy," says Ilyas. Sakina puts down the tube of Boroline and turns back to face her husband. "Screw you, idiot." You don't have the ability to earn a single penny, but all you can think about is sex? Ilyas moves forward and starts kissing her on the neck. Why do you always talk like this? I love you so much. All I want is a baby. Stop thinking with your dick and get some work. Only then will you have a baby, or else die like this only, snaps Sakina. Ilyas is pissed. He leans back and kicks Sakina. Sakina gets up and kicks him back. The two get into an ugly fight, and Elias finally gets out of the house and leaves while still shouting at one another. Back at the desolate room, Elias is lost in his thoughts, while Nana is patiently sitting and staring at him. Suddenly, his chain of thoughts break, and he gets up and unties Nana. "Get out," Ilias instructs Nana. Nana gets up and rubs her hands where they were tied. She walks to her bag and is about to pick it up when Ilyas interrupts. Let it be there. Nana turns to Ilyas, a little surprised. Ilyas lights another bidi while repeating himself. Leave the bag and go. Nana just stands there staring at Ilyas, while her phone rings. Ilyas turns towards Nana. She receives the call and puts it on speakerphone. It's the voice of the unknown man on the other side. You have exactly two hours. You have to take the bag to the Esplanade market. There's a KFC outlet there. Ask someone for directions if you do not know. Exactly at 7.45, you will keep the bag outside KFC and leave the spot. You will have 15 minutes to reach the metro station and catch a metro home. Exactly at eight o'clock, the bomb will explode. On reaching home, you'll find your parents safe and sound. All the best. The phone disconnects. Elias turns around and drops his beauty. After a second's thought, Nana turns around and bends to pick up the bag when Ilyas interrupts again in an agitated manner. Didn't I just tell you to leave the bag and get out of here? Nana stands up straight looking at Ilyas. Go home. Don't worry about the bag. I will see what needs to be done with it. Your parents will be safe. Don't worry, Ilyas says in a much more calmer manner now. Nana slowly walks to the door, opens it, and walks out of the room. Ilyas sits on the ground staring at the bag and lights up another BD. It's the usual overcrowded Esplanade Market. The sun has already set. Ilyas is hugging Nana's bag and walking down the street with an expressionless face. He reaches KFC and waits there for a while. He checks his watch. The time is 7.45pm. He is about to put the bag down when he is suddenly interrupted by a thought. He hugs the bag again and starts walking away with it from the spot as fast as he could. Once out of the crowd, he starts running through an empty lane until he reaches an open ground. There is nothing or no one in sight. He drops to the ground, hugging the bag and holding it tightly under his stomach. A loud explosion followed by absolute silence. It's the following morning at Nana's house. She's sitting on the couch when her father comes and sits next to her. Darling, can you turn on the news?" her father says. Nana picks up the remote from in front of her and turns on the television. Her mother comes in carrying a cup of tea, puts it in front of her husband and sits next to her daughter on the couch. The news anchor reads, Last evening a bomb explosion occurred in the Esplanade area of Kolkata. Fortunately the blast took place far away from the residential area so no news of any casualties or property damage has been reported. However, it is reported that the terrorist who brought the bomb was killed in the explosion. Nana's mother picks up the remote and turns off the TV. Nana's father picks up his cup of tea and begins to sip from it. Nana sits there staring at the blank TV as silent tears roll down from her eyes.